Welcome to coffeeis.me podcast, where me means you, or more precisely, us. This is the show where your host, Valerian, without using any interrogation techniques, convinces coffee professionals to reveal their secrets to teach and inspire you to make better coffee and earn a few bucks on the side, if that's what you fancy. Let the show begin. Hello, coffee friends. Welcome to coffees.me podcast, second part. I hope your summer is even full, but also a bit relaxing as it should be, right? In my case, I spent amazing time in Hawaii on the island of Maui, and I visited uh, the farm there, uh, Maui Grown, which used to be a kind of free tour, but nowadays it's gated community. I was lucky there was a one lady who let me in, and I always enjoy this. Anytime I'm in Maui, I go to this farm and just, you know, enjoy the plants. That's kind of dream of every coffee nerd, enjoying their coffee plant, right? I am impressed. I am impressed. You guys made me so happy. I got so many feedbacks about the previous episode with Ryan. And that's awesome because that's what I'm doing this podcast. That's what I'm doing it is. So we can create certain communications. We can create uh, friendships. So this is really, really awesome. It works. So reached out via email, excellent. I answered almost all of the emails. If not, I'm really sorry. I kind of lost it perhaps. I don't know, I was on holiday, so um, I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll do my best to answer it next time. Our Facebook group for coffees.me is growing and had a very fruitful and very interesting discussion about the previous episode. If you're not a member, you should do so. The easiest way is when you go to coffees.me, our website, and on the top you have a a link to community. So just click on that and join our Facebook group. I'll approve you, most likely. No, for sure, I'll approve you. If you're a coffee guy, I'll approve you for sure. And one of the most exciting things is I got my first review on iTunes. Yay! It's from Papa Bear, who owns uh, four coffee people at, in Florida. Well, uh, his review is something like, thank you for this. I still need to know about financing, shares or angel uh, lenders. Thanks for helping and hear you later. Well, I'll try to get to this topic with somebody else because I just got my money, you know. So when I started my company, I did not borrow money. I did not need any lenders. I just did it, you know. I collected some friends and we put our money together. That's how we started. One of our partners left, so we had to buy him out. That was kind of uh, expensive, but, you know, he wanted to go away and um, so we made it happen and as far as I know Ryan so far has no investors and if you heard the previous episode he had one guy who he found it's a real estate agent and they might do something together so we don't have that experience yet but as soon as I will hear from one of our guests that they do I'll ask them about that okay so how about that I hope this works for you so thank you for the review and hey guys just go ahead and give me some more reviews on that iTunes I love those Okay, enough of bragging. Here is the second episode with Ryan O'Rourke, who is starting his company, uh, Ironclad Coffee Roasters. If you did not hear the previous episode, I would highly recommend it because Ryan reveals a lot of cool things, how to buy a coffee roaster and how to start a coffee business. In this episode, we are going to talk more about branding, how to select your name, and also I will reveal a mistake I did. I did a very big mistake when I was selecting 
my name you know for my coffee roasting company in Europe we also talk about how can you make a logo uh, where can you get the people to hire and it can be a kind of expensive process but yeah you can spend five bucks and we'll let you know how we'll talk also about social media and I will reveal a kind of trick we use now in green plantation pretty cool and I'm very excited to talk about it We'll talk about websites and also pop-ups. Are they good? Are they bad? So much more in this episode. So just let's do it, right? But before we do it, hey, let's hear the message from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Bootcamp Coffee, online education for coffee roasters and professionals. Subscribe to bootcampcoffee.com today and unlock the quality of your coffee. So in the second part of the interview, I, I want to talk to you more about, you know, decisions we make before we start uh, the coffee roasting company or any company. And maybe they're not related so much to coffee as uh, to business and, you know, with your branding. So first, let's talk about your name. Uh, how did you choose your name? First thing was just drawing on a piece of paper, like anything that came to mind. I was writing tons of stuff down, phrases, words, ideas. All sorts of stuff, uh, and then I, you know, bounced it off some people's heads. Careful not to bounce it off too many people's heads because an over overdoing input can just give you more questions than you have answers. So, bounced it off a few people's heads that I valued their input and I think have a pretty good idea about what's current, what's what's you know, what what's good basically. So, uh, that was the first thing, and then I narrowed the list down. Then I thought about okay, well we've decided on Richmond, Virginia is the city thought about th- things that are important and have meaning locally to Richmond. So that narrowed the list even further. And then I thought, well, okay, I had this, um, I had so many others and I was just about ready to decide on, on between one or two of them. And then it popped into my head just at the last, very last minute uh, about this ironclad, ironclad coffee and the, the, iron, the concept of ironclad. The Richmond flying squirrels are the uh, the trip, uh, sorry, double A minor league baseball team in Richmond. And when they came to town, the, the Richmond Braves had have moved out and Richmond was looking for a new team. Um, the San Francisco Giants, kind of not too far from where you are there. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they decided to um, move their double A team to uh, to Richmond. And then there was this big contest of, you know, hey, help us name the team. So everyone had input. And you got to submit your names, and then if you, if they selected your name, you got some kind of prize. I forget what it was, but one of the names I submitted was the Richmond Ironclads because I thought that had huge, huge um, meaning. And I know it has huge, huge meaning locally to Virginia, but also uh, specifically Richmond because of the ironclad ships that were basically invented there and changed, uh, at least in Virginia, uh, Central Virginia, changed the the face of of um, seafaring forever. Uh, as well as the Tredegar Ironworks being right there in Richmond and such an important part of the history of Richmond. So Ironclad seemed perfect for me for the baseball team. Well, they didn't. They obviously didn't choose that name. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was perfect. Instead, they're the Richmond Flying Squirrels. I'm not going to say anything more about that, what I think about that. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but 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 Ironclad, so this this popped into my head, and I was like, hey, that, that would be actually perfect, not only because of the, the physical iron... Uh, aspect of Richmond and the history of iron in Richmond, but also because that term ironclad means something as far as integrity. So like when we say, 
you know, you make an ironclad promise, you have an ironclad agreement, it means integrity, it means honesty, it means being straightforward, no fooling around, something that can be trusted. So I thought, this is, this is exactly what I want to be known for. This is what we want to be known for. Uh, and so that was, I think, at the very last minute that popped into my head. And every, everyone so far, unless they're just not telling me, unless they're being nice, <laughs> everyone seems, seems to really love the name. You know, that's one of the uh, negative things, asking your friends that they go like, oh, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. you know, they just want to please you. But, yeah, I, I, I like that name. You know, I, I you know, you sent me that name uh, over um, uh, Facebook and I'm a guy who is old enough to say the truth and not care, you know, and mm -hmm. I like that name. Only reservation I had was kind of the military uh, aspect of it, you know, which I know in the United States many times is not very uh, welcome. But I love the whole steampunk concept. You know, that was the first thing which came to my mind. It's kind of like industry steampunk, kind of like you have those bolts on those uh, uh, ships, right? And yes. just just looks very kind of like industrial, like coffee, you know? So a lot of smoke and just, you know, I yeah. like that. Exactly, yeah. And that was the, when, when we had decided on that name, I told my designer, I've got a friend who's a designer, and I told her, okay, this is the name, and we want to go for kind of a steampunk light look and kind of brand, not like full-on hardcore steampunk, but just a kind of a hint of steampunk. And I think what she came up with really pulled it off. And then as far as it, the, the military aspect, that's why we, we wanted to that, – that's there in the background, although it's, it's not even fully just military um, because, yes, the, the ironclad ships in the Civil War, that's where it came about. But what resulted because of that, uh, because of the innovation in the Civil War, it like we said, it changed, uh, it changed sailing and seafaring forever. Commercial passenger, you know, every, you know, all, all the commercial ships and stuff, they're they're made of what? They're made of metal. So mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not that's and that's that's there in the background. I guess we just we don't want to overemphasize the the military war aspect of it. That's just that's just kind of there in the background. Um, but the main thing we want to emphasize with ironclad through branding through through taglines and things like this is the integrity aspect of it the honesty aspect of it I, I love the fact that you've chosen something local and here i made uh, my mistake because when i picked the name green plantation actually i have to be honest my wife picked it so and she did mm. a great job because i love the name i really love the name yeah the problem is that i forgot to realize that people in slovakia don't speak english that much <laughs> Right. So for them, uh, it's too long. Green plantation. You have double e there, right? And plantation mm. is all, like all weird for so like they cannot really like pronounce it. So when I realized this in like maybe 2013, we rebranded, and we still use the name Green Plantation because that's our name. It's you know after like ten something years, you don't want to change that. But what we did do, we kind of shorten it, and we did GP. Kava. Kava is coffee in Slovak. So our domain yeah. is also like GP Kava because GP stands for Grand Prix. And that actually works very well because people oh. can remember that, you know. So it's like yes. GP, something fancy and Kava, coffee, right? So people cannot remember. People who meet first time our company, they probably remember it by GP. But very soon, you know, when they become uh, our customers and uh, our uh uh, fans, they they start to remember the green plantation. That's how we solve the situation. But I think that focusing on uh, short, focusing on something what people can remember easily, perhaps something local like you chosen, it's very important when you select picking names. So yeah, 
yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's go to the logo. Um, you have an amazing logo, by the way. Thanks. So uh, how how did you choose it? Uh, is it done by artists, or did you pick one of the online services? Yeah, we we used an artist, a graphic artist that um, I've known for several years, a good friend, and she's she's young. She's just starting out her her um, her graphic design career, and wanted to give her uh, first first crack at it, and had a good feeling that she would she would do a very good job, and she did. And I ran that you know kind of steampunkish not full-on steampunk, but steampunk-ish idea by her, and she loved that. She loves that kind of genre. So I knew she would she would be the person to go to for this, and she did a great job. She, she gave her. me Yeah, yeah. She, uh, I'll, I'll give her a name in just a second. Um, she, she gave me a, a sheet of several ideas, just kind of general sketches, and the cup just really stood out first. You know, that was, that was it. And then we kind of tweaked it here and there, uh, did some stuff to it, but we're really, really happy with the way it turned out. And it's strong, you know, just like the the whole concept of iron and reliability, trustworthiness. Her name is Hannah England, right? And Hannah is just spelled like Hannah. We we typically pronounce it Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H. So Hannah England, just like the country. And you can you can find her through a Google search. You can find her Facebook page. I can put uh, her uh, link on uh, on our show notes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So. Anna England. So she's um, does does really good work. Cool. Uh, I you know just to tell to the you know to the listeners that there are a few options online, and I tried them all. So I'll kind of share my experience. So there's Fiverr.com. I don't know if you heard about this service. You can yes, get. Yes, I've, I've used Fiverr one time for just a tiny little project. It was good. It was good. Well, I used it for many things and. Uh, let's say translations worked very well. I was very happy with that. Uh, my uh, jingle for my Slovak podcast, it's amazing for five bucks. I don't know why the guy did it, but when it comes to logos, I did already three or four projects there just as, as a test because yeah, five bucks, why not? And they can, they are horrible. <laughs> I got such mm. a like rubbish, like seriously, like it's like I can do better job than that. So <laughs> it's probably not the best for logos. But maybe something else too. Uh, good. Then uh, I did Elancer uh, recently when uh, we were going to launch these coffeecourses.com, which I don't know what's going to happen with that. But at this point, it's still you know there, and that that logo did not work. I mean, I worked a lot with that freelancer we chosen. He had a great portfolio, but when it came to creating our logo, that just did not work. The guy. Just, you know, I, I wasn't happy with that decision. And, you know, he wasn't cheapest. He was around 200 bucks. So now we're going mm. from five to 200. Wow. And a third uh, online service which I used is 99designs. And uh, that, that was better because uh, Willem's company, Willem Booth, uh, uh, Spark Coffee, which, uh, Spark Tech, sorry, which sells the geese and roasters in United States, they their logo was from 99designs. And how it works is that you get uh, different designers competing for a project. And I think it's around 300 bucks, but you, know, you end up with a logo you like the best. And, you know, it's a weak process. And that, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not my favorite logo, but, you know, for, for them it worked. But, yeah, it's, it's with coffeecourses.com, which we tried through Alancer, we had to go back and actually hire a, a, like a professional designer. So uh, 
I don't yeah, know. The logo is very tough. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the advantages of, of going with finding one person, that could be on Fiverr, that could be on Elance, you know, it could. But if you know someone who whose work you like, uh, like, like we did, um, the advantage of sticking with that person through a lot of the projects that, that you have come up, packaging, website, logo, all this stuff, um, is that she she knows this stuff like the back of her hand now and knows the, the look we're going for and can harmonize it and fit it all together so it's like one big package of stuff that's all just goes together perfectly. So that's that think I think that's the single biggest advantage of, of sticking with one person when you find that person. Yeah, I agree with you. At Green Plantation, we do the same. We had a, we hired actually from California uh, because again, I got a lot of. I'm very sensitive when it comes to logos. I'm really like you know, uh, I don't know what I want, and I will not let you uh, be until you give me that. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, that's, good. Just, that's good. Yeah, but it's it's like you know the designers are many times kind of confused that you know what the heck is this guy wants, and uh, I use Jenna Esser here in California. She used to design packaging for William Sonoma, which is uh, a catalog brand for cookware, kind of very fancy stuff. And uh, she she was the one who kind of managed to pick my brain and just chatting about different things. And, and she she really got my, uh, my feelings, you know, like, how do I feel about design? How do I feel about certain images? And she designed our logo, Green Plantation logo, and I was the happiest man on earth. I mean, that, mm. I'm really happy with that logo. I mean, we didn't have a logo for three years. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's. I agree. How, uh, if I can ask you, how much does it cost to hire a professional designer? There, there's there's quite a range, um, but you're you're typically looking at somewhere now on, on the I think on the very low end for for ones that do themselves justice, maybe like fifty an hour, but up to you know a hundred an hour. Um, and Hana. At, at this point in time, at least, she may get so good and so in demand that she might raise her prices, uh, and justifiably so. But she she would fall somewhere in the middle of that, um, mm-hmm. as, as far as I remember, and she can correct me on that if <laughs> if that's not true. But you know, somewhere in the fifty to a hundred dollar an hour range, and you know, the, ad, the hours do start adding up a little bit. But you can't you can't skimp on your logo. You can't skimp on this branding stuff. You can't you you, you get you have to get it right from the beginning uh, at least it's best to <laughs> it's best to get it right from the beginning so uh, i wouldn't say price is no object money's no object but i did not want to skimp on the logo and the branding yeah i mean i agree with that so this is interesting because i never paid by hour i always paid by a project where is mm-hmm. hana from hana is in she's also from richmond originally but now she's up in the dc area okay. northern virginia working for a design firm up there but then she does freelance as well so um yeah uh, and and so d- depending on the project too, you know, it, depending on the project, she may charge by project. I think she's she's done both for us, but um, but yeah. So that's maybe maybe d- just it might depend on what what project you give her. Okay, so I share my uh, cost, so, so just you know the guys will know the you know the differences. So we said that the fiber is five bucks. You know the ninety nine design can cost you around three hundred bucks. Uh, the um, coffee courses logo, I hired a Slovak um, artist and we paid, I think, 100 euros for that, which was a ridiculously low price. That's he's really a big fan of, idea. yeah, he's a big fan of Green Plantation and, you know, he's just starting. So again, as you said, you know, as he gets more uh, customers, he, you know, he will know his value and he's 
prices will probably you know grow. And well, for the green plantation logo, that cost me a lot because I exchanged it for a website, you know. And for me, I used to do websites as my main business, and uh, I would normally charge for a website like that that three thousand bucks. So I, you know, I would say that it's one to one. And but I'm very happy with it. And Jenna is doing, you know, uh, other other jobs, you know, uh, for me. So I'm I'm still I'm still utilizing that website. <laughs> You know, she yeah. does the cup design and the packaging. She does, just did the packaging design for us, which is like amazing. So I got the whole package with that. So not cool. only a logo. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, so we did logo. So let's talk about your my favorite topic, by the way, uh, your pre-launch social media strategy and your website. So let's start with the uh, social media strategy. So what kind of social media channels are you utilizing right now? We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, Google Plus, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. <laughs> uh, those those are the main ones we're on, I guess. Uh, mainly mainly using Facebook and Twitter right now. Instagram, we just kind of have a few photos up as placeholders. Mm-hmm. Just not a lot to take photos of right now since I'm in Ireland and we're two to three months away from actually being in the roastery. So it's just kind of sitting there dormant at the moment. But we did go ahead and um, you know create all the accounts, lest anyone you know, snap them up before we could get them, you know, outside chance, but, but it never hurts to, to jump on that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's mainly what we're doing. I saw your uh, social media and I see, uh, saw that, you know, we are more, most active on uh, Facebook. I'm not that active on Twitter. So, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big Twitter guy either. Def personally, I, I, as a personal sort of thing, I don't like Twitter at all. I don't have much time for it, but with a business, I know, you know, at least some level of it is, is a good thing. Uh, I liked, I, I starting to enjoy Instagram and I agree that that's one of the biggest issues also, uh, with me that I'm not in, in the roastery in green plantation. So, you know, I cannot make pictures of the everyday life and the sack mm-hmm. coffee sacks and the roasters. I'm too far away from that. But, um, uh, what we did, we hired a, a designer. It, she's a, she's an artist. And she's again a student and she does amazing drawings and she used to work as a barista. Now she doesn't drink coffee, actually. She stopped drinking coffee and <laughs> her name is Chris Shagan and she draws and I gave her total liberty. We pay her and we said, look, you know, just draw whatever you want. Just make sure somewhere there's a, you know, like a little coffee cup with our logo or something. Mm. And she does amazing pictures. And if you follow our Instagram, not Green Plantation Instagram, then you can uh, see her artwork, and I'm so happy with that. I'm really, really happy what she does, and it's fun. It's really, really fun. So this is how we utilize Instagram right now. That sounds good, yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, uh, I guess then after you launch, your uh, social media strategy will change, right? That's correct. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's only so much we can do with it right now because um, we're just roasters being built, you know, packaging's being designed. You know, t-shirts we made, you had t-shirts printed, uh, mugs are have been made. Um, so we've 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 done that, but um, at the moment, there's just you know, there's not a whole lot other than just trying to network with people and tell people we're on the way and kind of build a little bit of excitement. Do do as much of that as possible, but there's only so much excitement that you can build without without having you know being in the roastery. Mm-hmm. Do you pay for? Uh, did you pay for any social internet ads? Uh, none yet. We haven't done any, any yet, but, um, 
but as as you know, as we get closer to opening and after we've opened, I do like Facebook ads. I've done quite a lot of work with Facebook ads through various other work projects, non-coffee related work projects. So I've gotten a good feel for that. So I think we'll want to utilize that. I just like the way you can target so specifically who you're looking for. Oh, I love Facebook ads. Those are my favorite. I mean, I just exactly the targeting and you just know who you talk to. And, you know, it's, 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 it's good both ways. One, I don't spend my money on people who I will annoy Mm-hmm. On the other hand, people who get my ad actually are interested in that. One thing which I do not recommend on Facebook anyone is doing the the uh, followers uh, page. Sorry, page likes, paying for page likes. That's nowadays you know you cannot really utilize it very well. Uh, your money is basically, I think, wasted. But yeah, all the ads. And by the way, do you do you build a email list right now or? Yeah, we are building an email list. That's going really slow at the moment, but. Mm-hmm. We're having um, someone build us a little pop-up box. And I debated that because when those pop-up box boxes first started showing up on websites a few years ago, they annoyed me. But now it's it's so commonplace, I think it's I don't, even, I don't mind anymore. So we're actually having someone and, – and a lot of websites that I respected, companies I respected, big companies that do a good job, have them on there. And just a real simple, friendly um, – you know, invitation to sign up to the to the email newsletters. So we're having someone design that for us for the website. It's not up yet, um, but yeah, I think that's very important to get folks on your your email uh, newsletter list. Yeah, I agree. That I think that should be a focus of every company uh, because you know Facebook can go away, highly unlikely, or they can change terms or whatever, mm-hmm. and your email list stays with you. And you know, people who are willing to give their emails to you, they trust you. And that's yeah. a that's a very big thing, you know. So I think that building email lists should be priority of everyone. And you know, I think that pop up uh, little pop up windows are okay. You know, I I was the same. Then I started to use them at Bootcamp Coffee, the project which I work most, you know, in the United States. And uh, they just work perfect. You know, they they are great, and you can close them. You just make sure that people can close them very fast if they don't want them. But if yeah. you give them some. Uh, some value, like in our case, we give them free articles. I think that's fair to ask the, for the email, you know, and if oh, they yeah. don't want to give it just fine. Okay. That's, that's fine. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think that's, this becomes so much more the standard now that it used to be pop-ups were kind of limited and relegated to just kind of shady things, but now pop-ups are, they're nice looking, they're sleek looking, you can close them quickly and they've got a nice little message and photo on there. You, you make it look nice and like part of the website. I think it works. So that's that's what we're going with. Yeah, especially if you give some value with that. You know, yeah. if, if you can add some value to to that, that's really, I think, it's even fair. I would say that, you know, because as you said, they used to be shady because they popped up anywhere on your website. You know, you read about, you know, some products and they pop up. That's, I don't think that's fair. You know, that's yeah. annoying. But if you really offer something and in the return you want the email, that's, you know, offering a deal, offering a handshake, and the handshake doesn't have to happen, you know? So, right. yeah. Right. Cool. So I think we agree that email list is very important and that should be, I think, priority of every company uh, to build an email list because that's definitely. yours. Yep, definitely. So let's talk about your website. Uh, I remember when you were uh, building it. Uh, as far as I know, you did not do it yourself. You did not uh, do any of these, uh, you know, like internet services you hired a designer. Is that correct? Correct. And also someone I knew, um, very, very talented 
um, young woman, and um, I I played around with a few things just seeing you know testing myself out to see if I could get something on my own to save a few bucks um, that looked good, but what I what I built on my own was just it was okay, but you know not not good enough, not uh-huh. good enough to to convince people that they need to to shop with us and buy and drink our coffee and not good enough to to justify what we spend on the logo and the branding packages. I think it needs to all be you know commence it it, it needs to fit with each other so we went and um hired this 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 young lady and she did really really great job and worked actually worked kind of hand in hand with our graphic designer they they actually worked together a lot as it was being built which was which was a huge help so is she uh american american yep mm-hmm. also from virginia from from a different part of virginia but now she lives in north carolina uh greens greensboro north carolina her name's maggie josie it's j o s e y and um she's got a day job as well working for a magazine as a graphic designer but she freelances some as well and she's very reasonable for for what for what she does and her talent level so highly recommended as well maggie so what were your most important elements when you uh decided to go for a website The most important element I think is going to be the web store which is currently being built and Maggie didn't do the web store she's just the architect and the designer the the aesthetics and then um on her recommendation I found another person another firm that's doing the web store the e-commerce side of it cuz uh I think that has to be flawless that has to be that has to be user friendly that has to be flawless no mistakes it has to work just like you want it to work I think because that's that's it that's where you're making your sales you know at least on online that's that's where the sales are happening so i think that was the most important part uh we're paying a little more you know extra for for the e-commerce side and then i guess the the other part is um the homepage obviously has to has to look good has to look the part um i think we we've got a section on there as well for education uh to teach people i think it's we just call it learn and uh just some tips and ideas and um you know teaching them more about coffee and how to how to make great coffee uh so that's that's on the, there as well uh and then a blog you know i don't know how much we'll use the blog but i know that's like it's really good for making your site come up on high on search engines the more content you put out there that's relevant i guess you know that that helps a lot so we'll we'll try to we'll try to do a relevant blog as, as often as possible And then also infographics. We're going to put a lot of infographics up for various things because people like those. So infographics work. I know that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, when it comes to blog, and that's my personal advice to anyone who's starting websites, is that you either do an amazing job or you don't do it. It's mm. that simple because you know there is so much content out there already, mm. and you just basically get lost and it will be you will be surprised you will uh, work a lot and nobody will read that but if you make it somehow relevant as you said you know or you somehow connect it with certain you know uh, hot topics somehow i don't know you have to be innovative here then you know then they can really pick up and here i will say the example of bootcamp coffee we're doing this uh, for three years now and we always had a blog not very active and 
you know, when you put up some videos about coffee farm, which is okay, it's interesting, but it's not hot. You know, it's people like, well, okay. So we, we got some visitors, but very few on those. But once I kind of started to research, thanks to certain forums, that what people are interested in, what do coffee roasters, you know, dream about, and I address that topic, I mean, we get like on one article 5,000 people, which in this industry, that's a lot of people, you know. That's good. We yeah. had like 10,000 in one article. So it really depends. But it's like in Green Plantation, we have a blog, but it doesn't really work because I just could not find yet the, you know, the soul of the, the, the potential visitors, you know. So uh, anyhow, so that's my suggestion for uh, uh, if you want to blog or not. What kind of system do you use, by the way? Do you use WordPress for your website? It is WordPress, yep. And that's what this, uh, that's what Maggie, our, our web designer, she specializes in that. And uh, re really talented at giving you, you know, whatever you're looking for uh, through a WordPress platform. Uh, do you, the web store will be uh, WooCommerce or do you? It will be WooCommerce. Uh, yeah, I, I believe they are designing on the platform of WooCommerce, yes. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Yeah. My, my favorite yeah. combo. Yeah. And also the WooCommerce uh, is, a, is basically just to uh, tell the other guys that WooCommerce is a, a, is a plugin for WordPress. Right. And it yes. turns your uh, WordPress site into a, a shop, an yep. e-shop. And a good thing about WooCommerce is that, A, it's used by many, many people. There's a lot of extra plugins which can extend it uh, for you. So it's really cool. And not only that, but recently WooCommerce was bought by WordPress. Right. So that means that in the future we can expect a lot of amazing integrations and it will just work together like one soul. And that's what you good. want. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I was very happy about that because I run uh, all my, like Green Plantation is run on um, WooCommerce and WordPress and we are very happy with it. And there are bugs here and there, you know, it happens, it, it's, mm. it's tech. But yep. you, yeah, it's probably much better than you would use something else, I think. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, uh, what, so your next steps are basically uh, to do the um, the e-commerce part, the WooCommerce or whatever we're going to use, and potentially start a blog, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And the uh, learning part, right? Yes, the learning part, and uh, as well, we ha we have the the packaging being designed at the moment. That's been We've been at that quite a while. You got to get the packaging right. So, and and Hana, our graphic designers, doing that for us as well, just to kind of do a homogenous look throughout the whole website, logo, social media, packaging to create a a nice unified look. So, that's in that's in process. Uh, and then learning, yeah, just just reading more, watching more videos, and then getting to it. So there you have it. That was the second part of the interview with Ryan O'Rourke, who is starting a coffee roasting company, Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Thank you for listening and I hope you really enjoyed. You know what? Let me know. You let me know if you like this podcast, if you enjoy it, and if so, what is the thing you enjoy the most and what would you improve? Do not forget to leave those iTunes reviews because I really want them. So thank you so much. I'm an iTunes review collector. You can also join our Facebook community and the easiest way how to do it is to go to website coffeeis.me, click on the top you have the community and that takes you to our group. You apply and I will approve you. Thanks again and let's talk again in a third episode where Ryan will talk more about 
the crowdfunding. So, you know, you can get some change for your companies. Excellent. Talk to you soon. Bye.